Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? Good evening. I am feeling phenomenal. Come on, come on. I'm doing good and ready to have a great conversation. Yes, I am so ready to have this conversation. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I love um, is just that even before we even... Just the thought of having this conversation yeah. brought out so many different things within me yeah. that I was, I, I love the fact of even uh, processing it out so that um, it's so real. You know right, what I mean? Right. You never want to go into a conversation and have anything in your own heart, unresolved anything, and then yeah. you're trying to teach something that you haven't allowed God to walk you through. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's how we become um, that's how we become a Christian when we try to preach things that we're not doing so of course it's hard sometimes because we have to walk it out learn it and do it and teach it at the same time yes that is um, that is that is very true right but, um, conversation you know so many times people um, conversation on forgiveness and marriage so many times we uh, we hear forgiveness and marriage, yeah. and we assume that we're telling a person that they can't feel anything, or they can't, yeah, yeah. you know, or they got to stay in something that that um, really they don't feel led to stay in. Not understanding right. what forgiveness truly means. Yeah. And even in this podcast, I think I have hope. Well, I didn't think. I know I posted that. You know, don't look at this conversation on marriage and forgiveness, and and you're just looking at marriage and you don't tune in because right. this is not just marriage. Um, c- communication and forgiveness is not on just marriages. It's life in general. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So really, this um, this particular show is for everybody. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? We're Definitely. just um. This is just we're just married. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we, we're going to focus on the on the marriage portion, but you know, even in friendship, that's a form of marriage. Yes. Any type of merging, it's a that's business. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a relationship. Right. And so com- communication, um, effective communication, is so important, and forgiveness is essential in our walk. Right. In our Christian walk. So. So let's just pray before the show before we start talking. Father God, we just pray, Lord, that you just guide our every word tonight, God. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you would just send people into it, this chat, God, that people come in, Lord, and, and, and be a part of what we're doing tonight. And I just thank you, God, for the opportunity to do this tonight. And I thank you for the opportunity to love on people, God. Yes. We pray that you guide us and lead us, Lord. In your son, Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 So um, we have been talking this week about what we wanted to do in the show and what we wanted to talk about in the show. And I felt like uh, it had been on my heart, and I know it had actually been on your heart as well. Yeah. Um, forgiveness. Yeah. Right? And forgiveness in relationships. And uh, Billy Graham said something. It was actually Billy Graham's wife. Uh, they asked him, how, Pastor, how, can, how did you guys stay together so long? Mm-hmm. Right? How did you guys stay together so long? And she said, we always try to be too good forgivers. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and as a marriage goes along and the time goes, things will be said. Uh, we will hurt each other. We will 
uh, do actions that hurt each other. But how do we let those things um, control our marriage and our relationships? You understand what I'm saying? Right. Uh, to, to actually have a good marriage, we have to be two good forgivers. What do you think about that? I believe that's that's 100% truth. You know what I mean? You have to be uh, two good forgivers. It's funny that you said it because I was reading this article uh, uh, today. It was a devotional. And uh, it was talking about a young lady who was about to get married. And um, she admired her grandmother mm -hmm. and grandfather who had been married for 50 some odd years. And so her and the grandmother goes to lunch and she asked the grandmother, um, how did you and grandpa stay married so long? Yeah. You know, what is the secret? And she said, well, um, I listed 10 things that were, were unforgivable yeah. that I would forgive. Right. Yeah. And so, um, whenever he would, so she said, well, what was, what was on the list? She said, well, I never made the list. She says, so whenever he did anything that, that set me on fire, I said, you lucky that wasn't on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so she instantly, you know, I, like it just, I know it was just a beautiful like story. That. And I was like, that's so good. You know, so yes, I do believe that you have to be um, two definitely good uh, forgivers. You know what I mean? So why do you think people, why do you think we don't forgive? I think many times, and, and we was having this conversation earlier, I think that we actually do forgive. I think we have a hard time with the hurt. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, initially people forgive. It's, um, it's, it's the acceptance part. Yeah. You know, it's the acceptance part of what someone did. Because it's like we we have so much unforgiveness. It's like, I can't believe they would do that. Right. You know, um, and, and that's what we live off of. Like, I would never do that. I can't believe. And so once we can accept that, yes, they did do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. they are flawed. And no, you wouldn't do it. But God is still working on them, just like there's areas in right. you that God is working on. Then we can accept each other and allow each other to, to, to uh, make mistakes. Right. Uh, I think that everything you said was right on point, but and I, but I also think that we mix up forgiveness and reconciliation. You know, because I forgave someone doesn't mean reconciliation. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't mean that I have to go back into the relationship. Yes. To be hurt again. That's right. Right. That God does not want that for us. Uh, so I'm gonna read a verse that I, I found today that I thought was a powerful verse. It's from. Proverbs fourth chapter twentieth starting at the twentieth verse, it says, "My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are the life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh." And he goes on to say in the twenty third verse, "Keep your heart with all diligence, mm. for out of it spring the issues of life." Mm -hmm. Put away from you deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids eyelids look right before you. Mm. Um, so this verse is very powerful. It's very powerful because it tells us that our heart can be corrupted. Right. Mm -hmm. From all the, the struggles of life and the hurts of life and, 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 and things that happen to us, our heart can end up being corrupted and and out of that corruption comes the issues of life, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning a couple of different things. One, we cause the issues of life because what's coming out of our heart is corrupted. And the way that we look at the issues of life 
it's going to be changed because we're looking at it through a lens that is also corrupted. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So with that said, he tells them to, to, to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Then he tells us to put away from you all deceitful mouth. Okay. These are those, those issues of life coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, put away the deceitful mouth when we get angry and we want to cuss at people and we want them to feel as bad as we feel. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we start saying rude things and nasty things that we know are wrong. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the 25th verse, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Now, when he says, look, let your eyes look straight ahead, he's talking about our, our field of vision, okay. right? Mm -hmm. So when I hold on to unforgiveness, my field of vision has become narrow. It became, it's become wide, right? Because I'm looking at everything behind me. I'm looking at things beside me. I'm looking at all these different things. He tells them to look straight ahead. When someone looks straight ahead, I'm always thinking of future. I'm thinking about what's next in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I can worry about the things of life or I can look straight ahead, right? Okay. So he says, so he says, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eye looks look right before you. Then he goes on to say, ponder your feet. Ponder the path of your feet. Okay. He's, he's again talking about this, this forward motion, this forward uh, life of continually moving forward in God. Right. Right. Because when I'm moving forward in God, uh, my lens, my lenses are going to stick straight ahead because it's narrow. Mm -hmm. as the Bible tells us, it says to, to keep our eyes on the prize. Right. Right. And so I want to keep my eyes on the prize. I want to keep my eyes on Christ. And when I hold unforgiveness in my heart, then I'm not keeping my eyes on him. I'm keeping my eyes on people. And a lot of times unforgiveness comes from expectations that haven't been met. Right. Yeah. We, we get hurt because people didn't meet our expectations. We, we um, feel betrayed because people didn't meet our expectations. And sometimes there are expectations that wasn't voiced. That sometimes they are expectations that was voiced. But when we are hurt, the Bible tells us to keep looking straight ahead. Now, that's easier said than done. It is. But the Bible also, like, look. So, in um, if you look at Proverbs, it also says in 17, 9, whoever covers an offense seeks mm -hmm. love. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Mm, okay? On. So, you know, yeah, we can forgive. We, of course, we're going to forgive. Yeah. But when you continuously seek to hurt me and I've covered you and I've protected and yeah. I've nourished you and I've prayed and continue. Now, you know, the, the stuff that comes out of the heart sometimes, it's just hurt right, right. and disappointment. Not because you didn't meet my yeah. expectations, but I've covered you and I've covered you and I've prayed mm -hmm. over you. And you, you're still um, choosing yeah. because when you choose to continue to do this, it's still a choice. I have right. a choice to forgive. You have a choice to continue the pattern. Yeah, You know, and mm -hmm. some offense you know, are intentional. Right. You know what I mean? And, so, and, um, so, I, but with that said, it's out of our heart that the issues of life come. It is. Right? But a, a hurt, a hurt, a hurt heart. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. Let's say you forgive. Yeah. I do something and, and well, maybe I should forgive. I don't know. I like the story <laughs> if I'm the forgiver, but you know, um, but, it, but think about it when it says, you know, if you've, if you've um, done something to your brother or sister, you know, I mean, you go to them and you get it right. Yeah. Now, how can you keep your heart fixed? And I'm hurting back here. 
Right. You know what I mean? And and we choose not to conversate about it and make the difference and make the change. And you're going, but yet you've left your brother and sister yeah. back there to die spiritually. Yeah. Now, how do we deal with that? Especially if we're married and we should be doing this together. Yeah. It's a tough place to be because um, we in a marriage, we need to be covering each other mm -hmm. and taking care of each other. Right. Amen. And um, I think it gets to a place where all we can do is trust God. Because I, I feel like this. I'm not trying to be a good husband for you. You're not? No. Oh. I am, but but in the grand scheme of things, I'm trying to be a good husband because of Christ that's in me. Because if Christ wasn't in me, I can't be a good husband. There's exactly. nothing. I, there was no way possible I could love you as Christ loved the church. All right. So right. I think sometimes we mix up our duty as a Christian mm. and expect those that we worked our duty as a Christian to treat us kindly or, or, or some type of way. But that is not that's not a biblical um it's not a biblical thing. When people did great in the Bible, when, when Jesus did amazing things, people still crucified him. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like, and, and I could be wrong, and it's some, and I'm welcome to anybody correcting me on this. And so you guys are, are the float, the phone lines are open. You're welcome to call in when anytime you're ready. But I kind of feel like when we start expecting our spouse to replicate something right that we are doing because of christ i think we get confused and it keeps us in a place as an unforgiveness that's good can you kind of talk on that a little bit more that's really good okay can you give an example yeah sure um so this I, i'm a husband and i'm i'm you staying are. pure to you i'm not cheating on you i'm, I'm staying faithful right right so in my staying faithful I'm staying faithful, not just for you, but because of God, mm -hmm. the God that's in me. And, and, and as a Christian, I know that this is the right thing, mm -hmm. right? My flesh may want me to do something else, but it's the God in me that's in me that keeps me on the straight and path, straight and narrow path. Mm -hmm. So you go and cheat, right? Mm -hmm. Does that free me now from the obligation of following Christ? Right. 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 Does that free me from the because you did wrong? Does that free me from the obligation of being a good husband? No. Right. Even in the midst of our 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 trouble, even in the midst of us breaking up, I tried my best never to cease to be a good husband. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that I, I missed the mark a lot. You know what I mean? But I'm saying my heart was always to be a good husband mm -hmm. because the Christ that's in me. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. That's really good. That's really that's that's good. Yeah, I can see that. I um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. That's really good. <laughs> you know, but you know, we you know we talk about cheating a lot in in yeah. in, in in marriages. What about the husband that wants to control? I'm going to use you as an example. Okay. Okay. So when we first got married, you know, um, your example for marriage was um was different because we were newly married. So you yeah. had um, different viewpoints on marriage and and trying to control friendships and your spouse and you know what I mean? And that was the area 
even though these were not the best of friends or anything right, right. like that. Um, but was was overbearing for me. Yeah. As a person who also who had been on their own for a long time and did, you know, came and gone as they went to get married and immediately have someone to tell me um, uh, who to hang out with. And, you know, uh, this person's not good for you and becoming um, where it felt controlling. It didn't. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But coming in too fast, too hard. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Or, or um, you taking me to go get makeup when I didn't wear makeup. Yeah, because that's what you were attracted to. That's what you, you know what I mean? Right. Th that's what you were. Um, I guess what you just liked. But I was a person who never wore makeup. Yeah. And that never defined def um defined me. You know yeah. what I mean? Or when I cut my hair, these things that you know <laughs> you. <laughs> that's funny because I was talking to Derek the other day, and I was like, I felt like her cutting her hair was rebelling against her marriage. <laughs> you did. You said, "Are you asking me for a divorce?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> but I think uh, you bring up a good point of of just expectations in marriage and in our different views of marriage because we got married so quick. We never really talked about what a good husband looks like, what a good wife looks like, right. what our our idea of marriage is, and what you know right. your idea of marriage was right and, and how do we merge those things together so we learned on the fly right you know what i mean we learned on the fly well especially if you if you both have un if your your viewpoint of marriage was unhealthy, unhealthy yeah um, in in its own in its own self you yeah, know what i mean yeah. uh i mean it's, it was a different time and it still goes on now but it just was a lot of fighting it was what yeah, i saw and a yeah. lot of yelling a lot of disrespect and um so I just saw that my whole life. So yeah. that was kind of like our norm, but it wasn't our norm. Right. You, right. You, that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, I, you're right. It wasn't our norm because we didn't have a chance to, to build our norm. We were only going off of what we saw. Right. Right. And 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 a lot of times we come from unhealthy unhealthy families and our mothers and fathers didn't deal with marriage in a proper way. Right. right. So when they didn't deal with it in a proper way, we didn't deal with it in a proper way. That's right. Um, so we begin to emulate them, not realizing how bad of an example <laughs> right. <laughs> it really was. Right. Um, and through through it all, we stuck together. Right. Well, I think um, we have, and we say this every time, but truly having that foundation with Christ and truly recognizing yeah. that, like you said, you can't be a good husband without Christ. You can want it all day long, you know what I mean? But without Christ, you know, to sustain you, to to give you that moral fiber, to give yeah. you that, you know, the wisdom and the direction and the sustainability when things were going awry. You yeah. know what I mean? To say, Lord, for you, I live, for you, I die. And no matter what Aming is doing, I am going to be the husband right. you have called me to be and allow you to work on her yeah. in those areas of her brokenness. And then, you know, we come together, it's going right. to be right. And the same thing with me, you know, I can't control Robert Maxey, but what I can't, I can't even control Aminga, honestly, mm -hmm. but the Holy Spirit whom I seek and everything, you know, has the power to sustain me. Yeah. And I choose to want to respect you and I choose yeah. to walk and forgiveness and that was something we were talking right. about earlier although i walk in a place of forgiveness yeah. sometimes in walking in that forgiveness we don't deal with the hurt right so it's gonna for me it's gonna always go back to that because i can forgive you a yeah. hundred times over and you can do the same things a hundred times over and i keep forgiving you but if yeah. i don't verbalize the hurt yeah. the disappointment 
the 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 anger right do you know what i mean in a healthy way yeah yeah you know definitely. what i mean it will change into what right bitterness bitterness and resentment mm -hmm. you know what i mean because we do this thing where we just i forgive you i forgive you people think when we say forgive means don't deal with it and that's not what that is right because definitely. if you have an ought against your brother or sister you need to talk to them about it. he's the god says what before you come to me take it to your take it to them and get it right 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 and then right. you leave a gift at the altar to me that's right you see what i'm saying so um and that's i think that's the area where um when you realize you haven't dealt with the hurt you just yeah. you know and you so now um, like I said earlier, before we started, like recognizing that no, I don't have unforgiveness. I have unresolved hurt right. that I hadn't released. And now I thank God because you know what? That's why it's so important to reach out to your sisters and brothers in Christ and say, you know what? Something's going on in me. I have to yeah. teach this lesson today and I have to teach on forgiveness. And I don't know if this is unforgiveness that's in my heart or, or why am I so angry? You know right. what I mean? What's going on? But I don't ever want to teach something that um. I haven't given to God. And as we was yeah. talking, you know, I love having our spirited conversations. Mm -hmm. Anybody know what spirited means, right? <laughs> <laughs> having a spirited conversation, but also having people praying for me in the background saying, okay, Lord, reveal to her what's going on to say, you know right. what? She's just hurt. And yeah. she, because she's never had the opportunity to say, you know what? I am really hurt by that. I forgive you, of course. Right. But how can we, it's not that you have to prove to me that, that you yeah. won't do it again, but we, how can we, builds a healthy um some healthy boundaries you know I, and, and and as you're talking i'm just thinking to forgive someone doesn't mean that they're pardoned you can't mm. pardon you can't pardon sin wow right i can't pardon sin now i can forgive right and i forgive them for the wrath i can forgive them for from the wrath right but i can't pardon them from the punishment my god Right. Okay. Everyone oh, wow. has to experience the punishment. Every word. The Bible says that every word we have to give account for. Come on. Even the words that I said to you that you forgave me for. Amen. I still have to account for. That's right. So Amen. sometimes we think that, oh, she says she forgave me, but she keeps bringing it up. That doesn't mean that she didn't forgive you. Right. That meant that you're not pardoned from the from the incident. <laughs> You're not pardoned from the incident, right. so you can't act like the incident didn't Never happen happened. Oh, because yes. you was forgiven. Right. Right. Thank you. So now she can't hold you to the wrath of it. Amen. We okay. should be able to That's talk good. about it, though. That's we right. should be able to go back and deal with that so that we can, can clear that slate. That's good. But that takes time. It takes time. It takes, you know what I mean, years uh, of, of healing and okay. conversation. And building trust again, and making sure my phone don't have a lock on it, and making sure my if you know where I am, and I call you when I get there, I call you when I, I get I get ready to leave. That not because I'm a little child or anything, but I know that I'm not pardoned from the I'm not pardoned from that. You right. know what I mean? I have right. to continue to deal with it so the hurt can be healed in you. Right. I love how you said that. It takes time because I was reading this article. Um earlier and how the psychiatrist was saying that um even from a divorce mm -hmm. you know forgiveness takes place um healing takes place he was talking about the healing process right. you know in the forgiveness process and i was just kind of reading it and he was saying how it takes up to um it could take up to from 18 months to three years for true healing to take place you know what i mean and so so many times 
we want people to just forgive and let go. We want people just to forgive and never talk about it again. But it takes time for, um, especially if, if, if you've been um, in a marriage that was abusive, or and 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 you've gotten divorced, and you know, or you've been in a relationship, and then you jump into the next relationship, but you haven't had time to heal. Yeah. And forgive and, and really learn yourself again. But we jump into the next thing. Yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? And when the psychiatrist, he, I mean, he it was proven fact. You need at least, um, he said, 18 months to three years to truly let go. Why? Because yeah. we'll bring that into the next relationship. Or and even if you're still married, you'll always bring that up. You'll always bring it yeah. up. Do you know what I mean? So that's right. And, and, I and that was um, good. The, it takes time and it takes conversation. But right. also, this man wasn't saying down. <laughs> right. So, See, there goes you know, another the Holy thing. Spirit, you we know. also, and, and that's important that you brought that up because we need to know God in this process as well. Because if we have an understanding on how God works, we can understand how to love my wife as Christ loved the church, right? And 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 gave His life for, her. you know. And then thinking about that, right? Mm -hmm. Adam. The Bible calls Jesus the second, the second Adam. And, and I believe it's because the first Adam, that first Adam failed. How did he fail? He failed by not loving his wife as Christ loved the church. Right. He failed because he, he, he did not protect her. Yeah. Right. And when we don't protect, when we don't protect our spouse, we don't protect their hearts. Mm. Then things happen. That's good. We talked Sunday about bitterness right and and that because you you do anybody remember what i said about bitterness does anybody remember what i said about bitterness i don't have my notes you don't have your notes i don't have my notes well give me a hint <laughs> just give me the first word i might take it from there blank plus blank equals blank equals blank mm -hmm. no i'm saying equals blank no, I'm joking. <laughs> I said time plus anger equals, equals bitterness. Bitterness, yes. Right? Time plus anger mm. equals bitterness. Well, it's, well, time plus anger equals bitterness because what have you been doing with that time? Mm. Because time plus forgiveness equal healing. Yes, exactly. But time, time plus, plus anger. That means bitterness. the time that I've been holding this anger and it's been unexpressed, it's been untalked about, right. it's been undealt with, right. Right? right? It becomes bitterness. Now, right. let's look at the definition of bitterness. Bitterness is usually associated with anger and grudges, but it is what it means in Hebrews 12, chapter 15, verse. Mm. It says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled mm. right so mm -hmm. basically it's saying it says see that no one fails to obtain the grace of god so bitterness bitterness is the lack of grace mm. right it's mm -hmm. that lack of great of us giving others grace for things that they've done so we continue to hold it and hold it and hold it and hold them to it and hold them to it right and and this is where bitterness comes from right mm -hmm. um so bitterness blows out the candle of joy and leaves the soul in darkness when when bitterness has come into our heart 
everything around it gets spoiled, right? Um, there's a verse in the uh, in the Bible, and I don't know where it is right now, but I think it was it was either Elijah or Elisha, and there was a spring of water. Do you remember this? There was a spring of water that was bitter, and it was unable to be drank. Mm-hmm. And he healed the water so people could drink it, mm-hmm. right? Bitterness is like a poison. Bitterness will kill everything around you. It will kill your friendships, your relationships. Sure. It will kill your marriage, right? Because basically you're walking poison. Mm-hmm. You're walking poison. Bitterness comes from a from a, not having, not feeling like you have power to change the situation. Mm. right and i think for most of us we will end up in bitterness and and you said it earlier is that it's not dealt with and and when you're not and because you're a talker right i'm a and you're a talker okay you're a communicator between a talker and a communicator (laughs) i can't i I feel like this i'm not so much of a talker um a lot of times I deal with problems and situations internally before I deal with it verbally. And I, I work it out internally before I work it out verbally. And it, I don't know if that's because I did grow up in the household that had a lot of fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of shun from, from arguing until I've worked it out in my head um, so I can approach the situation uh, in a different manner. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Well, isn't it when you do it that way? Mm-hmm. With that, because then you've had the conversation in your head and you've already had every scenario yeah. in your head worked out in your head. So when the scenario in your head don't work out the way you perceived it, and the conversation go a different way, it's hard for you to follow that conversation because you're like, wait, but I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because wait yeah. a minute, the conversation was supposed to go there. In my head, you was going to say this and you was going to say that. I was going to yeah. say this, you was going to say that. And then because in our, in our own self, we've already... Um, We've already reasoned whatever yeah. the problem was, and then you then you get into the discussion. You realize that wasn't even the problem. So now, yeah, <laughs> now you gotta now you have to communicate on the fly, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's where the challenge comes. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, the lines are open. If you want to yes. call in and, and share uh, your thoughts on on this, we would love to hear it. As they prepare to call in, I want to read this other thing that the therapist said that I think is just really good. Okay, so the therapist says, um, therapists are therapists are approached with these terrible stories all the time. We know that forgiveness can be a way of um, empathetic, a way to empath- empathize. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, a way to um, emancipate from the hurt. Any and many religious traditions view forgiveness as liberating, yeah. if not divine. Plus, we know that acceptance can put the portrayal into a bigger perspective and let a person concentrate on the future and not the past. It's essential. Forgiveness can be healing. But isn't a person entitled to their wounds? Yeah. Wow. Or is a person entitled to their wounds? Yeah, he says, should a therapist um, encourage a patient to forgive. Wow. 
Good question. But are they, in, and I love the part I love is, are, are they entitled to their wounds? I believe, yeah. yes, we should encourage people to forgive. Of right. course, the Bible tells us that. But I also believe a person is entitled to their wounds. Right. Yeah. Hey, Alberta, how you doing? I'm good. How are y'all doing? I'm good. Good. That's good. This is good. And I, I guess when you say, um, Pastor Aminga, if people are entitled to their wounds, um, I guess if you, as a wound, you've removed something from someone, you've stole something from someone, you've ripped something away from someone, you've opened up the flesh. Right. And you're entitled to that. But as you forgive and you let go of what caused that wound, you begin to heal. And you know a wound is open skin. There's so many layers of the skin. So once you begin to heal, each layer of the skin comes back, but it's new. Right. Mm -hmm. So you are entitled to your wound. And as you speak about the hurt or the bitterness or the unforgiveness or yeah. and stuff, that wound begins to close a little bit at a time. Yeah. And once as it closes being healed, but it's being healed through you letting go. Yeah. And moving on. Right. Amen. But but how does that wound how are you bearing that wound? Because I mean we're saying entitled to our wound. Mm-hmm. Are we entitled or are we entitled to the healing of that wound? Um, because I would, I would, it mm-hmm. almost feels like we can justify being angry. We could justify getting even, you know, very easily. Mm-hmm. If we say, Hey, no, I'm entitled to my anger. I'm entitled to this. What do you think? Alberta? Okay. I, I think, I mean, even in the Bible, even when we say our prayers and we ask, we ask for um, forgiveness, God to forgive us and us, we have to forgive before he forgives us. Yeah. I, um, I think we, we're entitled because you do get to, you have these moments that you go through things that you have to forgive Yeah. and let go, but it's going to cause a wound. It's going to cause some type of breakdown. Yeah. Did I kind of answer that? So, you know, you're going to have that hurt. We can't say that we're not. Even Jesus suffered on cross, even though we can't measure right. to that. Even he had suffering just watching us not follow him. We had suffering oh, yes. watching the people who walked away from him when he was trying oh, to heal them. Yes. Right, we, right. Even, we had suffering with people. He was trying to minister to them, and he, they didn't want him around. So right. that was a wound. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So, definitely. you know, it, it's just... I. We're gonna have wounds, but are we gonna be strong enough to he- walk to heal from them? Yeah, to come and, back and from them. Is well, that a, wound controlling your life? Go ahead. So, well, so mm-hmm. I have a question because, um, and I'm just asking because I'm not sure. So you know, the Bible tells us to go to our brother if we have a, a, a with them mm-hmm. and and get it right with them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before we come to him now, because you said um before we can get forgiveness from, him, so I'm just trying to make sure am I clear? Do mm-hmm. um because I talked to my brother or sister. I remember we, you know, we was doing this. We're doing a book study right now called Healing, um, um, Healing Soul Trauma. Mm-hmm. And there was a young lady who was so tormented, you can feel it. And I was talking about um, holding someone hostage. I was, I was telling about holding someone hostage because um, they won't, you know, someone who won't forgive you holds you hostage. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. Right. Um, and so, I guess my question is a comment. I guess I'm trying to figure out. Um, when you go to your brother or sister, and if they 
won't get it right, does that mean we can't go to God? Um, I don't think so. No, no, because mm -hmm. forgiveness doesn't, it does not have any bearing on them. Forgiveness is released in our heart. It's us that that has the Mm -hmm. issue, right? Because a lot of times we hold unforgiveness on people that don't even know they did anything wrong. You know what I mean? Right. But how about the ones that know that they did, oh, you did wrong. You did wrong to somebody and you Mm -hmm. ask them to forgive. You, and yeah. and and they won't forgive you, you know what I mean. And I was talking to the young lady about how she can't control another person, right. but once you've done your part, yeah. you know what I mean. But the torment was so real. It um, is you, tormenting. You know why it's tormenting? Because it's something that we can't control. Right. Can we want to control when people. We want to be able to control when we hurt people. We want to control how they heal. Mm-hmm. Right. right. When right. we hurt people. We want to control when they, how they forgive and when they forgive. Not understanding that forgiveness is a process. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. And I make that choice to forgive daily. Daily, I have to make that choice to forgive. And in that, every day, the pain of that hurt should be getting lesser and lesser and lesser. But that's a good point. Because you said, okay, you Mm -hmm. just said how, you know, it takes time for forgiveness. Yeah. So I do something to you. And like you said, you go inward and you're yeah. processing things. And I'm a communicator. So I come to you instantly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I want to discuss it. You're not ready to discuss. It's not mm-hmm. torment for the other person who's like now they're in their own head. And I'm trying my best right. Lord to get this right because I want to go to you. But the other person refusing to talk to you. You, wow. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So somebody mm-hmm. both have to humble themselves. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you are a part of Christ, if you are oh, believers. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because the whole, because that's spiritual torture. That's right. that's holding somebody hostage when they're trying to get it right. Say you know you say something off the cuff, stupid, mm-hmm. knowing it was insensitive. Yeah. Knowing and instantly you say it, and the person's like, uh, done. I don't want to talk to you right now. Right. And right. now mm-hmm. this thing is lingering. It has right. nothing. It, it, yeah. That's because, like I said earlier, we're trying to control how people forgive, and we can't. We can. When God told us to go and get it right. We go and get it right. We do our part, right? right. But the rest of is the rest of that, mm-hmm. and the rest of that healing process is on that person, right? On that other person. It's not on you anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Now, God, like I said earlier, God will still deal with you for what you did. However, you mm-hmm. can't you can't hold you can't pardon me from the punishment, right? right. But you can pardon me from the wrath. You can pardon me from carrying that hurt in my heart daily, right? right? That Mm -hmm. I I did something wrong. If you don't forgive me, I can't do anything about that. Right. But what I can do is change and be a better person. Right. Alicia. Thank you so much, Alberta. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. So good. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'll let you know that it's still open. Uh, You still have time to call in. Amen. 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 Alberta made some really good points. And Amen. I, I she think did. in our relationships, we, we don't value the other person's emotions and feelings. Because um, you made that statement earlier and you talked about being having the right to be hurt, having the right to be angry, having the right to be mad. And the Bible tells us we can be angry. angry. We can. It doesn't say uh, let people hurt you and smile. You know what I mean? But it says, be angry, but sin not. Right. It's when that anger becomes 
sin, right? And this time frame is being stretched out. It brings this root of bitterness into us. Do you know why? Why? Because people won't communicate. That's the key of it all. Right. People will hold bitterness in their hearts yeah. and do the Christianese thing. I'm not talking about just um, in a marriage, you know, but in 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 the church, in the in friendships and yeah. business. People, I don't. People don't want to deal with situations yeah. because it's uncomfortable and that's unhealthy because it produces a bitter, angry, yeah. unforgiving, right, hurting right, church. Right. It's funny because you said that. I, I read this. It says the world is full of people who have not dealt with old hurt. They look for things to criticize, people to find fault with, and ways to justify the way that they feel. Have you ever seen people who are hypocritical generally they are bitter people mm. they know how to push your hot buttons until you react in a way further to justify their bitterness then they can say ha i was right i have mm. the right to be bitter so mm. when we respond to a bitter person we're giving them uh, the justification that they've been looking for and 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 for them to say see i knew it right and it goes on to say, we have learned about the seed and soil of bitterness. Now, let's look at the root and the fruit of bitterness, which is found in Hebrews 12, chapter 14 to 15 verse. It says, the root of bitterness is underground. It is easy to hide and camouflage. Seldom do you find anyone who will admit that they are a bitter person. They will either deny it or disguise it. A bitter person is hypersensitive, hypersensitive mm. ungrateful. Mm. insincere mm. holds grudges and has mood swings right now it goes on to talk about the fruit of bitterness so we know what bitterness is now let's talk about that fruit the fruit of bitterness will affect you physically emotionally spiritually because the fruit of bitterness is an acid that will destroy its container when your heart is bitter god will not be real God will not be real to you. Why? Because hatefulness and holiness does not dwell in the same heart. Yeah. Wow. And without holiness, you will not be able to see the Lord. Mm. That's good. That's I, good. I would hate for things that happened in my life that I still hold on to be the reason why I don't make it to heaven. Mm. Amen. Think about this, because this is deep. You mean to tell me I was hurt by someone mm -hmm. and I became a bitter person because of that hurt. And now when time comes, I don't go to heaven. You see what I'm saying? I don't go to heaven because I held on to the root of bitterness. Right. And that's scary. Mm hmm. Because I'll tell you the truth. There are so many people in church today that believe that they're going to heaven that are holding a root of bitterness. And they don't realize it. And they don't realize they're out of God's will. What about marriages who've been married mm -hmm. for 20, 30, 40 years who is holding on to bitterness yeah. and in a marriage that's just, you know what I mean? loveless yeah. just convenient just you know what i mean scared of being alone yeah how do how do you fix that how do you how can can that 
can those dry bones live? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's the question. How do we get rid of a root of bitterness? Um, the first thing we need to let God reveal it. God has to reveal this thing to us. And a lot of times God is revealing this root of bitterness. Mm -hmm. He's revealing it. However, we're ignoring it. Mm. Right. Because the bitter person feels justified in their bitterness. They feel justified in their anger. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not about um, letting me deal with the hurt. It's about about uh, compensating me for my damages. Wow. Right. That wow. you need to wow. compensate me for my damages. Wow. And nothing that a person will do is nothing that they will say that will be able to compensate you. Wow. That's good. It's an empty well with a hole in the bottom that they keep pouring into. But the well is so deep and the well is in the hole is so big that nothing gathers in it because of this root of bitterness. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's good, Pastor. Let me get can these dry bones live. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Thank you. But yeah, that's um it's funny that you said that because it was something else that I had read. It says, um, um, but God instructs us on how to maintain a spirit of love and unity in our marriage when they tell us in Proverbs, when he tells us in Proverbs that it is our it is to our own glory yeah. to overlook another's faults. Right, right. Mm -hmm. One way to do this is to always start by giving the benefit of the doubt yeah. rather than what you said, jump to conclusions right, or right. rash judgment yes. about your spouse's faults, wow. mistakes or um Wow. Peculiarities. <laughs> Assume the best first. Yeah. Let that be the foundation for your questions as you seek to understand the situation at hand. Then, yeah. if there is truly a fault in in play, which there would be from time to time. Yeah. Sorry. From time to time, overlook it. Let it pass. Let it go. Not because we are saying um it's okay but because god is that's right grow closer in your marriage through the power of prayer in a helpful yeah prayer having a health health healthy prayer life you know what i mean so you know not finding fault if you go into a situation yeah. and already you've already judged jury condemned them sentenced them yes, and everything definitely. what can a person say mistakes happen like when you ran out of gas on the side of the road. I got plenty of stories. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Colossians 3rd chapter 13 yes, verse. It says, be even tempered, content with second place. Quick to forgive an offense. Forgive mm -hmm. as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Yes. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. And that's deep. You know, even Alberta was saying earlier, she was talking about the fall of all the prayer. And even in that prayer, it says, forgive me, forgive me as I forgive those. Oh, yes. Right. Against me. Yes. If that's a true prayer and that's what I'm praying to God, then guess what? He's forgiven me the way I forgave people. Right. That I, he's keeping a record of wrong. And that's the reason why right. I feel like I have to do something because I'm expecting yeah. people to prove exactly. their, they have to prove to me. So now I got to prove to God. And it's just, right. and then right. the, everything that he died for was for not. Yeah. You know, because when he said, you know, his grace is sufficient. Yeah. His literally, literally it's it enough. 
It you is. Know? So when a person, you tell yeah. me you're sorry, I'm like, if you tell me you're sorry, I believe you. Right. Even when you do it again, I believe you each right. time. Again, so you know that hurt comes yeah. that hurt end up coming back in you know we right. talked earlier you said well you know the bible tells you if your brother smack you give him the other cheek and let him you know give him the other and i'm like but the pain is still there right. yeah i'm gonna give it to you but mm -hmm. hey we got can we talk about this before right. i give you this other cheek like i ain't got no more cheeks yeah i bought my butt cheeks i ain't got no more cheeks <laughs> you know it, in that we're not going to know why you're not going to know you know he tells us that we all have a cross to bear we do and our cross will cause us to get slapped sometime. Oh, yeah. And get hurt. A lot of times. This verse. This verse. Be even-tempered. Be content with second place. Mm-hmm. Quick to forgive an offense. And it goes on to say, as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Wow, it's it's just deep. That it's the deep because of the expectations that God has on us. He He has listed His expectations on us, and even in His expectations that have been written and preached on, and we amen to, we still would do the exact opposite based on our feelings, right? Well, I think, like you said earlier, it's because of our perspective and it's because of the soul trauma that we have gone through yeah. in life. You know what I mean? Who's someone's called? I better said in forgiveness, we're just being obedient. And that's that's correct. In forgiveness, we're being obedient. And it's, to it, hold on to forgiveness is disobedience. It is. It is. To yeah. hold anyone hostage, that's no. And unforgiveness, yes. I truly, I truly believe that. And and as I live live on that again it's um but a lot of times because of so much hurt that a person has gone through growing up and because we haven't dealt with a lot of things yeah you know what i mean we haven't sought healing in yeah. other areas of our life that we are holding other people accountable right you know for things our fathers did for things our fathers did and our mothers did and old friends did and right. so um i could forgive you but really i don't need to forgive you i need to forgive them Right. Exactly. Um, uh, the, the second point is let grace reveal it. It says a response of bitterness is never right within someone. I'm sorry. I'm going to read that again. It says a response of bitterness is never right when someone has done something wrong to you. You need to ask God to forgive and he will, by his grace, if someone has wronged you, cut it down and forget it. By the grace of God, bury that hurt in the grave of God's forgetfulness. Justice is God giving us what we deserve. Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. And um, that original verse that we read, he said, make sure that no one lacks the grace of God in your life to make that sure that no one um no one can 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 be held without grace because it's when we withhold grace from somebody when it becomes contempt and bitterness that's good yes are you guys still tracking with me amen 
Somebody shoot me your hands up. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> the the third thing, it says let the third thing, the third reason to get, the way to get rid of bitterness, it says let good replace it. Let what? Let good replace it. Hebrews 12, chapter 14, verse says, follow peace with all men, holiness without which no man shall see God. You cannot be holy unless you're following peace with men. It is so worth it when you forgive. But when you say, look what they have done, I'm not going to let them off the hook. Well, they are not on the hook. You are. Amen. When you forgive, you set two people free and one of them is yourself. A amen. amen. Um, I don't want to hold anyone um, without grace in my heart. And, and I don't want to be held without it either. Uh, and so we treat people like we want to be treated. Yes. How do you get through a marriage where there has been, um, there's been mistrust, there's been hurt, um, maybe they stepped out and I got to look at your face every day <laughs> you know, and I still haven't let go. Well, you know, it could, you know, again, we, we talk a lot about mistrust of stepping out, but there's so many other aspects of a marriage mm -hmm. um, than just that, because yeah. there's um, um, the security. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, money is being mismanaged. Yeah. Maybe um, a spouse is not feeling connected and feeling, yeah. um, not feeling loved, not feeling honored or respected. Yeah. Um, not feeling like they're a priority. You know, there's so many things that can destroy a marriage that doesn't have anything to do with infidelity. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, it's just it's so many different things. But uh, forgiveness and communication is, is definitely the key. Um, I always love where it says to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Slow to speak and, and quick to hear. Um I think in our house, if I don't ever speak, we would never talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think um, it's so many times where we respond out of our anger. And yeah. I think sometimes we, we do need to sit back, right? And maybe let, allow God to speak to us first before we take it to someone Maybe pray on it. Allow God to, to to touch us because I believe that God could heal our heart before we even conversate with that person. So when we're yeah. conversating, we're conversating on a different level. Now, if, if I haven't sought God and I haven't sought him to, to remove that from my heart, then I'm going to come at them with all that in me. And when, when uh, that anger comes out, they're not going to hear. They're not going to hear me. Only thing they're going to hear is, is see is confrontation. And I want to be able to sit down with a person and have this conversation so they can hear me clearly. Is um okay. Mm -hmm. So conversation, which I completely 100% agree with you. Um, conversation, you know, I've seen you have conversations, uh, spirited conversations with mm -hmm. people and, and be able to get through. Yeah. You know what I mean? But somehow, somehow in marriages, for some reason, 
Um, why do we have? Why do marriages have a hard time having conversations where the spouse, the the, the wife, may get um, 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 be more passionate? Mm-hmm. about a, a a conversation but because she's passionate about it now it's an argument rather yeah. than she's just passionate but then two guys can have a passionate conversation and we just just how men talk but you know what i mean but soon as the spouse um you know two spouses trying to have a conversation because it gets spirited um it it drops i don't think it's it's because it gets spirited i think the problem that we see is the uh if there's no it's the emotion it's the emotion that makes people fearful uh, and makes men fearful because we know how to deal with aggression um, and aggression comes easily. We know how to fight and we know when that, what that ends up in. Um, but a lot of times we don't know how to deal with emotions. And, and though that, though women can speak very clearly and, and can, can, you know, you guys have the ability that we don't, a lot of us don't have of voicing how we feel. So a lot of times men feel like they're out talked, like they, uh, they don't, they're, they're dumb or, or because we don't have the words that you guys are able to have. And we're not able to express the emotions that you're able to express. So when that emotion is on display, a lot of times it has nothing to do with your emotion. It has everything to do with how your emotion is is affecting me inwardly. Does that make sense? It does. Doesn't make it fair, but I understand mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Because um, I know for uh, for some women, some of us, what it'll do, it'll make us it by it makes us feel inadequate. Like it's just yeah. because, and then the conversation never gets resolved. Right, right. You right. know what I mean? Then nothing. So, so at some point, we have to push past the uh, the woman's emotion, or she has to be emotionless. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and and to have a conversation where we should be able to break through that and understand that this just your spouse, and it's just yeah. nothing's gonna nothing don't mean any harm or anything. We're just trying to have a conversation. But mm-hmm. when you when each person is fearful of the other, right? You know what I mean? Nothing gets accomplished. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. And, and, and I think um, a, a lot of times also, it's it comes to how long are we going to have to talk about this? How long are we going to have to deal with the same <laughs> thing over and over again? Wow. Because, so, you know, I asked for forgiveness and you said you forgive me, but how long? You know what I mean? It's love that the Bible says God is long The therapist suffering. said 18 months. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> long suffering so uh, but we as men we like okay let's fix it and move on and, and women are like no we're gonna fix it but we're gonna talk about it too yeah i think right? I'm, i think i'm kind of like let's just fix it and keep moving on you know uh, like, um, just... a lot of times we just want to fix it and keep keep moving on um and we didn't deal with the issue yeah. we didn't deal with it and I, yeah, that, that's, that's where things that's go wrong so uh, we want to make sure that we're dealing I, with it i think you know forgiveness um, and, and all this that we're talking about is, it's just going to be an ongoing yeah. conversation because I don't think we, I know we don't have all the answers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just, uh, we are, uh, not fighting, um, yeah. but we are diligent, digit, di- 
diligently <laughs> diligently seeking the Lord and trying to do things right yeah. each time that different conversations and different things come up in our marriage I believe we both you know uh seek God first before yeah. we come to one another and um have the conversation and though it gets spirited we are getting so much better at allowing the spirited conversations yeah. to happen and without yelling or screaming or anything yeah. but not getting caught up in the other person's right emotions and let's get instead to the facts and get things situated so that yeah. we can move on i think like even in our worst like arguments we always were able to work it out um i remember times when we would be in a heated argument and then a few minutes later i would look at you and smile and then you would start smiling. Yeah, we we're, we're there now. We haven't always been there. There, we're there now, and it's it's man, it's so. Sweet. No, we were there when we were younger too, and there were some places where it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, I'll just look at you, and we were both like, "Boy, we so crazy." Yeah, that was. Well, my favorite ones is like when you just take off your clothes. Like that's just it for me. Like I'm done. That's good. I'm good with that. Right. And Derek said, "Um, when we see the emotions, we not we don't have the right words or response." It will make things worse. And uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes we are fearful. Of, uh, if I say the wrong thing, right, it's going to make the thing worse. It's going to make it worse. And or, or it's going to make you blow up even more. Right. But even as I continue to go inward, I'm still making the issue bigger. Well, how do how do we come to a, a mutual understanding? I, I I think for I think for men, and and I'm not a man, but I think for any man, I know that. for for us, mm -hmm. when for you, I'm, I can only speak for you. When I used to like any time, and I think most men are like this. The Bible tells us that for men to love their wives as Christ loved the church, and for women to respect. The first time you use a cuss word at any man, and you anytime you use certain wording, mm -hmm. that's it. Conversation is done. I'm not going any further with you. So if you if I want to have a conversation with you, even mm -hmm. if I'm spirited, I have to watch my words. You know what I mean? And because I respect you, there's no right. way I'm going to use words that's going to trigger you. And there's never a reason to cuss at you or right. call you names or use profanity. I feel like an ignorant person has to use profanity. I told you, I used to tell my kids that right. years ago, I would tell them, mommy, um, I, I would tell them that um, yeah. um, people with unintelligence use cuss words because I wanted my kids to understand it yeah. is never okay for mommy or anyone to use that type of language mm -hmm. with them. And um, so I've raised my kids to understand the, the value of their words and to respect, you know what I mean? And I believe that with us, some of our biggest explosions was because I was using profanity. I would come at you in such a harsh way. I would yeah. come at you like you somebody in the street, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so that's, a, I think with men, that's a huge thing. That's yeah. a huge thing. And so I believe that as, as a woman, as a you know, woman who's been there, I understand the value. Yeah of how to approach my husband or any man. If I want to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you with mm -hmm. respect and I'm going to get the best results out of you. Right. Because if you cuss at me, it's a done deal. I think, babe, I really believe this with all my heart that a lot of the issues that we see in marriages will be, will be gone if we all focus on being more Christ-like, right? If we really focus on, on showing those characteristics of him yes and not just talking about it and not just singing songs but actually live out the words that we're saying right. how can i how can i live out being a christian when i'm cussing you out right. every time you mess up right and i'm right. i'm writing 
all kinds of nasty texts to you and and you know what i mean yeah it, it, you see what i'm saying so yeah. how can i continue to walk right? right how can i continue to 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 be the man of god that he's calling me to be right when i don't even respect you on a christian level but it goes vice versa. Definitely. Like men Definitely. doing that to their wives and, yes. and women doing that to them. But again, we can only work out our own salvation. Right. So you've never cussed at me. You've never used profanity. Well, I don't think so. Maybe, you know, yes, I don't oh. think you've ever, ever, and to me personally. Okay. I like how Derek said men likes men need validation. You know what? Some men, you can give them all the validation in the world yeah. and still they'll take advantage of them. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? So, and I agree with that, Derek. I completely agree with that triple D. Um, men do yeah. valid, and I, and I try, I think I do. I do mm -hmm. tell you how amazing you are. Yeah. Because I'm not going to let the other women validation, do it. Though, not just well, thank you. That's where I was going. Yeah. Women need it too. Right, women definitely. need to hear that they're beautiful. That Not because she looks, because she's all dressed up, but because she is. They no, she know needs that. to hear that she has a right to be angry. That, oh yeah that, that this is not made up i'm not crazy oh, i'm not goodness. just yes. tripping yes. i'm not just blowing up yes. no this is a i have a right to be upset about my goodness this. yes yeah and yes, if you sir. don't listen to my you don't listen to me when i'm upset then you're gonna you're gonna get my anger you're keep talking about it you know what i'm saying yep. i'm just saying if no that's so, true so we can head off these things and that's true I've been we can head off huge arguments when we actually respect hard. each other enough respect each other enough uh, um, to forgive them, right? We respect each other enough to, to hear them, right? Because if I'm the person that's wanting to be forgiven, then it's important that I listen to the results of my action. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's important that I will listen to the results of my actions that that you do have the ability to express how you felt by that thing that i did or somebody else did to, or to me you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so if when you don't and i don't give you that ability to express it then i'm giving you all the ammunition you need to build a root of bitterness yes and i can tell you because i've we've walked that a little bit yeah. what i've I've been bothered by something. The and lines are still open, guys. Yeah, you want to call in, please, yeah, please call it'd be in. It's great to call in. Where I've been upset about something, and um, this is before this is probably years mm -hmm. ago, but um, and um, I would express myself about something, and you would always have a, you know, grace for someone else, and be yeah. like, "Well, do you know? You know, they could be going through this, and they, and I, I would get infuriated. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I'd be like, "Hold up, wait a minute. What about me?" What about my yeah. feelings? What about I understand that this person, but guess what? I'm human too. Yeah. And I and I and I can always forgive, but I, you know, I have feelings. And it took right. a while for us to get to that place where you would be like, yeah. hold up, <laughs> before I start talking about anybody else. Let me validate my wife because she is not gonna I drink right. it off. <laughs> you know, I and I think that's important that um yeah that we make sure that we're validating each other. Yes. When when we are hurt, and I'm not just blowing it off like you crazy right you know um i think in my youth especially when we first started even crossroads i think part of the issues always was was who's the who is the healed person right who's the healthy person okay so and so i'm looking at it as like okay well if you respond to them this way then you don't look like the healthy person you look just as bad as them 
Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's how I used to look at things. Like we're supposed to be the healthy people. Hmm. Right. But there are times when none of us, none of us are healthy. Right. Right. And and it's okay to feel like we feel. It's okay. The the problem comes in it us. in our reactions right. and how it consumes us. Right. Right. Jesus Christ. Land of the Free says, Jesus Christ and him crucified is our answer. He done it for all. Come to him and let the spirit change. Direct your steps. We will destroy ourselves. Thank God for Jesus. The cross is my as a cross. My cross died daily. Amen. If we die daily, we will not be offended. Uh, you know, sometimes I think about this because uh, it's uh, somebody said that offense is never offense is never given; it's always received. And I don't think that's totally true. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? The Bible tells us to be careful for, to not cause offense. That's right. Right. That's right. Uh, it, it tells us to be mindful of every word to to one that hurts one of these little ones. It's right. better if a millstone be tied around his neck. You know what I mean? So the Bible talks about offending people and hurting people. Right. It's not right. And it's wrong for it's wrong for me to expect you to hold for you to be holy in the way that I hurt you. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, I good. hurt you. I hurt you. Mm-hmm. I was not holding when I hurt you. Right. But now I'm expecting your reaction to be holy. That's good. And I'm trying to hold you to something I'm not doing that I'm not doing myself. Right. And that's what I was saying earlier. It's when sometimes we you know we, I used to say, well, who's the healthy person? And I learned that in counseling, even when I was uh, doing substance abuse counseling, when the counselors would get into arguments with the patients, I would ask the counselor, who's the healthy one here? You or him? Right. Mm-hmm. And to a to a, a point, that's true. But we all have those buttons. Right. That is, if it's pushed enough, we will respond. Yes. But that's just like even in, in as as pastors, you know what I mean? As, as pastors, people assume that we have it all together right. and like we can't have. A rough, a rough day, but we have to remember that we have a life outside of church on a Sunday yeah, yeah. with our own children, our own friends, our own life, our own health issues, our own different things. Right. You know what I mean? And we're constantly pouring out, and so it's so important, especially in um, especially if you are in marriage that yeah. or is dual ministry, who's ministry and y'all minister together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so important to um nurture one another and know when to step back and be like, listen, it's time to minister to my to right. to my home. And I'm gonna need y'all to take care of yourself this week. Right. That's <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but before we go out, let's just pray. Yeah. Look, guys, we love y'all so very much. And we want to thank y'all all for tuning in. So, Father God, as we prepare our hearts, Father God, we just come before you right now. We just, first of all, want to say thank you. We just honor you and lift you up, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Father God. We thank you for each and every person that's on this podcast today, Father God, and those that will listen in the future. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we lift up every bit of unforgiveness, Father God, every bit of resentment, and Father God, strife or anger or rage, whatever it is that each one of us may be dealing with, Father God. Father God, I pray right now for 
for healing. Father God, I pray for the release. Father God, we just sever the enemy's head right now in yes. the name of Jesus. Name of Father Jesus. God, we trust you. We love you. We depend upon you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you did not die on the cross for nothing, Father God, but for your grace and your yes. mercy, Father God. We thank you. We honor you. We lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. Guys, thank you again for, for tuning in. I pray that you would just share this with somebody. Go on social media. Let them know that you enjoyed uh, what we talked about today and that it was life-changing. Um, remember, we're not going to hold on to a root of bitterness. Amen. We release it and we allow God to heal our hearts Yes. so we can walk. The Bible tells us to walk in the spirit. We won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We will not fulfill the lust right. of the flesh. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Y'all have an amazing, have amazing night.